Welcome to another episode of Vacation Rental Insiders Podcast. It's time to learn from Ryan and Lucas how to become a short-term rental property host and start a successful vacation rental business. Get ready to learn and be the best host you can be. And now your hosts, Ryan and Lucas. Hey, this is Ryan. And this is Lucas. Welcome back to another episode. Today, we're going to have a continuation of our topic of how to get started in the Airbnb VRBO short-term rental business and how to get a listing up and running. Today's focus is going to be the third way to get up and running. That would be via management. And this would be a way in which you get in without any overhead. You don't own the property. The uh, owners of said properties have you manage them. Isn't that right, Lucas? Correct, correct. This That's is kind of your thing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Kind of uh, my little niche and area of expertise here in uh, Central Florida, the Daytona Beach area in particular. Um, I do management. So, and and what that entails is I manage properties uh, for owners. Uh, they're vacation rentals. Most of them are weekly minimums, uh, so seven nights. And um, that's kind of uh, just like the you know cover of kind of what I do. Uh, we'll get into it though. Uh, so the management really has no overhead. There's no really risk uh, for the you know person managing. However, I have a real estate license. I got my foot in the door by selling a unit to a prospective owner, and they allowed me to manage their vacation rental and their investment. So a lot of these owners they live out of state. And uh, they want you to manage it. They want to be hands off. They don't want to be. They just want to get a check every month. Really, that's what. So they you're want. the you're the easy button, right? Yeah. So they yeah. they come to you and say, "Hey, Lucas, um, we want to make money, but we don't like hassles." Correct. Yep. They're <laughs> right? like, "We want you to handle everything. Can you handle everything?" We just want to sit back in our home and let this investment pay for itself. And and what I've noticed is a lot of my owners are timeshare people. They had timeshares and they kind of got tired after 10, 15 years of paying for a timeshare. And they go out and they buy a condo. And uh, it's a nice condo and they, they want to rent it and they want it to pay for itself while simultaneously still being able to come down to Florida and use it. And uh, so that's what I do is I keep their unit booked. They hit me up and they go, hey, we'd like to use it this week out of the year. And they come down and use it. Um, they pay for themselves. A little bit of background on those type of units that I manage. Uh, they're vacation rentals, again, in Daytona Beach. They're right on the ocean. Many of them are in luxury, high-end buildings. They range from two-bedroom, three-bedroom, and even four-bedroom units uh, that range from half a million dollars to a million dollars in price. Um, and so people do pay a pretty penny to uh, stay in these units. And again, like I said, those owners, uh, you know, they want that unit to kind of uh, do its own thing, uh, pay for itself while they are hands-off. Well, that sounds pretty smart on their half. Um, you know, the, the idea that you would own a vacation home Home rather than kind of, you know, and I'm not ripping on people that have timeshares. It's not my cup of tea. I would never own a timeshare just because I, I know from my friends' experience with it, experiences with it, um, there's a lot of restrictions, there's blackout dates, um, all that kind of stuff. There's fees. Um, and they like to tell you you own something. And, I, and I'm sorry to everybody listening that does own a timeshare. I'm not, I'm not saying you made a bad move. It probably works for you. It just wouldn't work for me, and especially not the way I vacation. But on the on flip side of that, if you can then own a piece of real estate, like legit own a piece of real estate and have a guy like Lucas manage it for you and uh, run it for you. And like I said before, be the easy button. Um, and the most important thing is he's handling everything while you're gaining equity in your property. Correct. Um, you're going to have money down to buy it in the first place. And maybe you have a 10 year plan and you'll have the thing paid off by the time 
you do move into it to retire. A lot of these units come like 80% turnkey. Like, do they come turnkey? Yes. But when you go in, like Ryan and I experienced last night, there's a little bit of furniture changes that you have to make to get it rental ready. And, um, you know, once that's done, you really have turnkey. It might take you a week to get it really up and going. And once it's up and going, you know, for that owner, it's it's a it's a breeze. You know, management is uh, it has it has its pros and cons, and it and it can be time consuming. Um, it's not it's not an easy button. You know, a get rich quick scheme by any You're means. You're the easy button. Though. Yeah, I'm the easy <laughs> button for them. But uh, uh, the get rich quick scheme is not there on the easy button for management. Um, it, there it, there will be there will be some sweat. Correct. There will be some hard work. You will have to. Put on a hat of handyman. You well, will have to I, put on the hat of being the cleaner. Yeah, yeah. Matter of fact, let's talk about that super quick. When when you say you handle everything, let's talk about what does everything entail. Everything when you're a when you're a managing host is everything from you manage the listing, you write yes. it, you write the yep. listing. So when someone has an inquiry, you answer them. Yes. So you're taking care of all the communication. They're going to have a lot of questions, right? Yes. You know, where am I going to park when I get there? Is there a grocery store nearby? All those You'd questions like you have to answer. You'd like to think people read the description. Right. But yes, they, yes. Well, I do answer those questions despite it already saying it in the So there's the listing. There's the, there's the communication. Then there's the cleaning. Correct. You've got to handle all the cleaning. If, um, if smoke detectors or, or light bulbs burn out, you've got to replace them, right? Yes. So you, Air you, turned, filters. you turned yeah. into a handyman. Yeah, when I first started that first unit that I took on, again, I sold that unit to those owners. They asked me to manage it for them. I had a great relationship with them, and I did, but what I realized is I was going to be the cleaner, I was going to be the handyman, and I was going to be the manager at the same time, which is great because you're making good money when you're doing all three hats. When you only have one when listing. When you only have one. As I grew to <laughs> two and then three, I realized that I could no longer do the cleaning and I could no longer do the handyman stuff. That stuff was, uh, I could select which job. I wanted to do. Maybe I did want to go in on a Saturday and clean and make a couple hundred bucks. Maybe I did want to go be a handyman for a day and and make a couple hundred bucks. But once I got the three units, I had to delegate those other yep. tasks to yep. actual companies that I hired uh, to do those jobs for that me. Was so the, that was that, that, that's the common. Management. Yeah, that's yeah. that's the same thing for me. I, I started with some small units in uh, properties I owned. Not to revisit the owning episode, but same thing. I got started by doing it all myself, and you eventually get to a point where you're like, okay. I, I can't do this anymore. Once I got to three units, I had to start delegating. Uh, it was the same thing. Um, but in the meantime, as a as a manager is concerned, um, let's talk about the logistics of it uh, on the financials. What is your fee? Don't get into dollar amounts or anything. We don't need to get into that. Um, what is your fee to the owners? And what are some other revenue opportunities you have? Yeah, so my fee to my owners, it ranges by bedroom size two bedroom, three bedroom, four bedroom, and it ranges from 15 to 20%. Is, a, is, now, is that gross or how are you guys establishing that? So that comes off, yeah, that. so it comes off the nightly rate. So if I rent it, let's for example, just say I rent it for $100 a night, mm-hmm. seven nights, that's $700. I'm taking my 15, 17 and a half, 20% off of that $700. Okay, and when you and when you build the listing, you also build in a cleaning fee. Correct. And so that cleaning fee is a pass-through, we're gonna call that, right? Yes. So that's just straight to the cleaner. Straight to the cleaner. If you're the cleaner, that's your money as well. But if you hire someone, that goes straight through to them. Yep. Okay. So you so you got a nightly rate. We're going to use some easy numbers for the fun of it. Okay. Yes. These are not real numbers, folks. Let's say you rent it for $100 a night. So per night, you're going to make $20 bucks, uh, on some units, yes. 15 on others. Yes. Okay. So 
you have, and we'll, we'll get into the logistics of what is right for your listing in another episode, but if I'm not mistaken, your listings are seven-day minimums? Yes, all of them. Okay, so with our numbers, if you did a seven-day listing, somebody stays what? Saturday, Saturday? Sunday, Sunday? Yeah. That yep, kind of routine. Typically. That's what yep. you're looking for, yes. right? So you, you do a listing like that, and you have $700 of revenue, so you're going to have uh, 20 bucks per per 100 so you're going to end up somewhere in the neighborhood of 270 or $175 earned uh, on that listing, correct, for that yeah, week? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Now, obviously, those aren't the real numbers, but that's how that works, guys. You just you just come up with a, a percentage of the gross amount of the listing. Um, the host is also, or the owner is also going to have to uh, pay the service fee to Airbnb or VRBO as well. Correct. They um, pay the, uh, I believe, VRBO if, if you're grandfathered in on an account. If you already have an account, if you're listening and have an account, if you're new, I don't know if they have it available anymore, but they have an annual fee on VRBO for people who are grandfathered. I know they just recently went away with it, uh, but that was a $499 fee. One um, year, once one a year, year you pay. annual fee. And uh, that allows you to not to pay them uh, VRBO a 5% fee, but you'll still, regardless, you'll have the 3% credit card processing fee, just like you have on Airbnb. And that is the service fee that they attach. So I kind of want to get into a little bit of logistics on how I, how I got you know, started, I'm a, you know, I'm property manager. Uh, I'm a realtor. That's how I got my first, um, you know, property to manage is by being in real estate. You don't have to be in real estate uh, to do it. I right. have a, I have a cleaner that I hired a clean and she manages other properties. So you could be a cleaner and get your foot in the door. You could be a handyman and get your foot in the door. Uh, you could be a realtor and get your foot in the door. There's a lot of different avenues to getting your foot in the door into managing a short-term rental. Uh, so I just want to. You could advertise those services on something as simple as Craigslist, right? I mean, yes. you could you could literally go to Craigslist and say um, "gig offered" or "services offered," right? Yes. Um, cost you nothing. Correct. Now, when when we go to hire people, we have to pay for that listing, and that's a that's considered an employment listing. And, and we we have with great success found people online that way. But if you're trying to get in, uh, like we just talked about, go to Craig's, advertise your services. The other thing is there's there's websites like cohostmarket.com. You could very easily uh, go on there, advertise your services, and say, "Hey, listen, I'm I'm a competent manager. Talk about your skill set, whatever it may be, uh, whether you bring good management skills or cleaning skills, whatever." Um, and you can get into this uh, business very easily. I happen to have 12 years of property management experience, so the first listing I opened, I knew exactly what to expect uh, as far as how tenants behave. Uh, there was still a learning curve for me because yes. um, long-term rental again and versus short-term, there was a vast difference in the kind of uh, interaction you're going to have with people and that kind of stuff. But I, I just want to give you guys listening the confidence to know that you can get into this without a real estate license like Lucas, without a property management background like myself. Um, you don't have to be a licensed remodeler like me. I mean, obviously, I understand the inner workings of, of a home uh, more than the average person, okay, being a licensed builder. Um, you don't have to do any of that. Just give yourself the confidence. If you know how to manage people, you know how to deal with people, you know how to uh, communicate well, you can do this, okay? Um, so management might be the easiest way for you to get in uh, and get in, get your foot in the door. And if, you're, if you do own other properties or you want to do arbitrage, um, maybe you start managing someone else's See if you even like it. This is like any other business you want to get into. I recently uh, listened to an audiobook. Um, it was it was relating to entrepreneurial and, and and business, you know, coaching. And it said, listen, if you want to open a pie shop, for instance, 
maybe you should go work in one for a while. Yeah. And if absolutely. you find out a month later you hate working in a pie shop, now you don't want to own one, right? Correct. Try out managing someone else's property or for the crying out loud, go take an offer to go clean one. Go jo- job shadow, clean one, yeah. whatever you got to do to get your foot in the door. I mean, yeah. if it is something that you you want to do, uh, you will find a way to get your foot in the door right. and uh, and and make it happen for yourself. But, yeah. you know, it's just like me. I don't I don't mind co-hosting somebody and let them see what it, you know, letting them see what it does and hopefully I'm able to work with them long term, but if they want to go off on their own, uh, that's their prerogative. Um, but you know, again, I don't I, I think that you should absolutely job shadow or try to get your foot in the door somewhere to just see if it's something that and you if like. you're in Minneapolis or if you're in the Daytona Beach area, I mean, reach out to us. Um, you know, we, we don't mind. We'll we'll let you come see our listings. Yeah. We're absolutely. we're unfiltered in every way, shape and form. I'll every I'll walk way. you through my listings, show you what's going on. I don't care. Because, uh, you know, I, I just want more people to be successful in this business. That's why we're here. We're offering up this information for free for crying out loud. So, um, you know, with that, we'll leave it at uh, we'll leave it at that today. Um, all right, guys, be the best host you can be and go get that money. Get that money. Thanks for listening to the Vacation Rental Insiders podcast. Please remember to rate us so other smart people just like you can find us. And hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Until next time, be the best host you can be.